This is uh, Snake's chat on 91.5 WDBK. My name is Jacob Moriello, and I brought on a co-host, um, my brother, uh, Dana Moriello. Um, we got a lot of topics to cover for you guys uh, today. Um, you guys should be excited about the news we are about to tell you. Um, very exciting news, but Dano, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back on the uh, podcast. It's been a it's been a little while, so I'm happy to be back on. Um, like I told these guys, we got a lot of topics to cover. Yeah. For today, uh, what do you think of the uh, lineup uh, for today? We have to go through the Eagles. Um, the uh, Sixers preseason games, getting ready for uh, their opening game uh, tomorrow right. against the uh, Boston Wizards. Yeah, they will have a new front court mm-hmm. in Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. Um, what do you? What are your emotions heading about all these topics? That we are about to uh, discuss. Yeah, well, I'm excited to get into them. Obviously, the Sixers they play tomorrow, opening night. Uh, is it in Philly? Um, I I believe it's a road game. Okay, so it's in Washington. Um, I'm excited. Uh, the Sixers. I'm excited to see Doc Rivers. The the preseason games have looked good. They look like a different team, even they even though they still have the same core of Simmons and Embiid. But they really look different. They're uh, they're playing differently. The spacing's a lot better, and I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah, um, we'll discuss about how how uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons change up their 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 ways of their game. Um, I saw a lot of improvements in Joel Embiid. Um, his conditioning looks uh, look like he's. He's been keeping up, up to date with that. Yeah. Um, we'll discuss about the uh, new additions, Seth Curry and Danny Green, how they were, how they will impact um, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons separately. Uh, Seth Curry will mostly help Joel Embiid with, with the uh, spacing. Yeah. Of course, he's going to help out. Ben Simmons, but the most part, uh, Joel Embiid will, um, will mostly pay attention to posting up in the paint, mm-hmm. like his game. Doesn't have to worry about other positions, like going up to the behind that three point line. Um, granted, he will be up there because of the rotations. Doc Rivers is gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, Switch him up, and then have him behind the uh, three-point line. Um, ben Simmons is going to be more of a power forward this season, I believe. Um, but he's he's going to switch up the lineup. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, get into that at the in the middle of the show. Um, but we got a lot of um, topics about the Phillies. They they did hire their new uh, general manager, um, but they hired 
not a new face. They hired a old face in the um, front office. They promote they promoted Sam Fold up to the general manager spot. Um, we'll discuss that, and then how he's going to um, how he's going to transform this roster, and how he's going to try to sign back JT. Looking like he they're probably not going to sign him. Right. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into um, the the Eagles. But first, I have to get to the PSA announcement. Um, registration for Winter Intercession 2021 courses is happening now. Winter Intercession courses will be offered in an online course format. Learn more on www.campvincc.edu slash winter. Um, Daniel, by by the watching the Eagles for the past two weeks, mm-hmm. um, there are discussions about about Jalen Hurts right. uh, potentially being the starter in twenty twenty one. But how did you like? His game so far as a starter for the past two weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how you watch these past two games and say that, you know, you could possibly not like it, you know, uh, you know, beat the best team in the uh, in the NFC, uh, you know, the Saints, although uh, the Packers uh, at the time, the Saints were the best team. They had the best record in the NFC. They beat the Saints. Um and then Arizona, absolute shootout. He had over 400 yards of total offense. Um, and again, I think Philly uh, definitely shot themselves in the foot. You know, they wanted to get away from the uh, quarterback controversy. You know, they signed Wentz to this big deal. And then now you bring in a guy who's younger, faster, and better than Nick Foles, who was your original guy uh, with the QB controversy. So, uh, again, there is going to be some serious things going on in the offseason, whether that is, uh, you know, Wentz and Hurts battling out. Uh, in camp for the starting job or, um, you know, something happens to one of the two. And I don't really know how you can say right now that that's going to be Hurts. I think moving forward, you got to think that right now, as as it's playing out, uh, once is already talking about, you know, trade discussions, that going forward, Hurts uh, will most likely be the guy, you know, unless unless something uh, drastic happens with, with uh, Wentz, you know, in the offseason. So I guess we'll say. Wow, that's, that's very um... – Interesting, because Carson Wentz, um, I like Carson Wentz, but for the past um, 13 weeks this year, um, he was, I'm not talking about um, like off, off the field stuff. Like he's been a terrific athlete off the field, but to me, that doesn't apply playing on the field. You know what I'm saying? So it, he needs to t- take his game more seriously. I don't know. I don't know what what, what kind of training he's um, doing, um, but it's obviously not working. He needs to better himself. 
and maybe when with Jalen Hurts here, um, and he's and Carson Wentz is the backup, um, he should take in consideration um, how to play the game running wise and learning how to slide feet first instead of head first because you see Jalen Hurts um, sometimes diving head first, but some. But occasionally he slides feet first. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that I don't know if he's going to take that in in consideration because of how Nick Foles was here, right. Josh McCown was here. Um, I don't think in his mind um, it, it's in his mind it's it's his team. He doesn't care what Jalen Hurts does, even though he's sh- shaking hands with him and saying "good job." In his back of his head, he's he's saying, "Oh yeah, you're not going to take this team away from me." Um, so so maybe in the off season, um, maybe in the off season he will train harder. And um, Jalen Hurts, the question is, is he going to be the starter in 2021? Um, I'll say no, but by him playing good against the Saints last week, and he played very well against the Cardinals this past weekend, it's, we need to take his game more closely and see how, what he does. Um, and, um, it just means in the off season, he's in consideration, he's in ballot of um competing with Wentz for the starting job. Yeah. Um if Jalen Hurst beats out um Carson Wentz, do you think Carson Wentz will say, Yeah, I'm out? Yeah, I don't really think there's another direction that Wentz can go. And I think a lot of people already think that it it might be over for Wentz. But I chalked it up to basically um Wentz has one more opportunity in the city of Philadelphia, and that's going to going to be in the uh, 2021 uh, training camp, you know, and they're going to duel. And whoever comes out on top, if Hertz comes out on top, then unfortunately uh, Carson Wentz, you know, uh, what a story he was. You know, everyone goes back to 2017. But unfortunately, um, again, he has too much value uh, to be, you know, sitting on the bench there. So there probably is going to be a deal made. So this really is on Carson to, um, I think in terms of training, uh, I don't know if uh, it's a matter of training harder. I think he trains enough. I think it's a matter of like, um, I don't really know the term. I guess the best way to put it is maybe some soul searching, honestly. He has to sort of figure it out because I think if you trace Carson Wentz back to his very, you know, North Dakota State and before, he's always been the guy. Um, You know, even when he got hurt in college, he came back. Uh, you know, led him to a championship game. And I think the same thing here. He comes in. uh, He has a great season with Philadelphia 2017. Uh, He sort of is the uh, comeback comeback kid, you know, and he's he's always sort of had the reins. So I think this might be a little bit tough for him um, right now. And, of course, you know, with with Foles and and whatnot. And um, so I think think it really is going to boil down to uh, next year's training camp. And the winner of that is, you know, 
if uh, Wentz is the loser, then there are probably going to be some, uh, you know, trade discussions. Oh, that's that's uh, that's uh, very interesting what you said there. Um, the one thing I want to go back to what you you said was um, Carson Wentz being being the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what was what was the issue that caused him to have problems mentally um, in the start of the season? Because at the beginning of the season, his daughter was born. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that was in <clears throat> in effect. Obviously, it it could um, affect him positively. What do you think was the issue for Carson Wentz heading into the offseason, this past offseason, and playing the way he did? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's always been um, – I think you can really take this back to last year's playoff game in Seattle when uh, he has to leave the game because of a concussion. You know, I think it starts right there. Again, uh, his team is in the playoffs, and he isn't, he isn't there to uh, try to win them the game. And then, of course, they second round they draft uh, – you know, first round it looks good for him. It looks like he gets a, a receiver in Jalen Rager, which that, that can be a conversation in itself. You know, they pass on uh, Jefferson, but he gets a receiver and it's looking good. And then the second round, maybe he's hoping, you know, a uh, defensive player to help his defense. And they go back up quarterback. And I think right then and there, it starts this, this uh, sort of snowball effect. And then now we get into the season. And of course, they lose, you know, uh, the first two, they lose to Washington in opening day. And I think it start, stems from, you know, uh, Sean getting hurt, Alshon getting hurt. He doesn't have a lot to work with. Ertz getting hurt. And he is trying to do it all for the team. You know, when Miles Sanders isn't getting uh, the attempts that he needs to sort of have the balance of the uh, the rush pass, when that balance isn't there, Wentz thinks he has to do too much. He already has the offensive line. That's not there. He's getting sacked. He's having to roll out of the pocket, and he's making bad uh, decisions, which, you know, led to this benching, and his team's not winning. So I think this really comes – I think you can trace it all the way back to last year's playoff game, you know, when he watches from the sideline once again, his team. So. Um, I want to go a little bit deeper here of of the teammates. Um, we hear rumors about two years ago about Austin Jeffrey um, – there's a, there was a somebody talking about Carson Wentz negatively. It was chased back to Austin Jeffrey, and then Austin Jeffrey denied that. Right. There could be, <clears throat> there's plenty of rumors that we could pinpoint right now. But the main mm-hmm. thing is, is there trust issues, um, with Carson Wentz? It, it, do you think he's, he thinks he's better than everybody else and his teammates are like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I think that is probably a question for one of the Eagles players. You know, when you think about when you talk about locker room, from from what we see as fans, is I think a guy that really cares about the team. I don't think there's there's a matter of trust issues. I think it's it it really is a matter of. Um, uh, himself and what he has on the field right now and you know you can you can say um well look 
Hertz is somehow getting it done. And, and to that, I'd say you're right. You know, he's, he has the same players out there as Winston and he is, he's, you know, they've, they've scored more points than they have. Um, and I feel like any of these games, they scored 26. And then last week, how many did they score? Um, high twenties again. So, I mean, you're looking at an offense, uh, to that, I really say, I don't know. Uh, it seems like they're throwing deeper passes or trying to get these calls, these uh, pass interference calls. It, it honestly looks like a different offense with with, uh, with Jalen Hurts at, at the helm. And so uh, I, I, in terms of trust issues now, I don't think there are necessarily trust issues. But, again, Alshon, you know, what was said last year, you know, the locker room is one thing. You know, if you lose the locker room, uh, you know, that's that. You know, so that's that's uh amazing what you just said. Um, so with the so with the um coach and all, um, what what did he do wrong to handle um? Carson Wentz, because before I get into that question, um, at the beginning of this of this year, um, in the middle, I met, um, I was saying, oh yeah, there's development issues here, but when you see development, um, I think I was saying development in a wrong way, because we developed Jordan Mulata. Mm-hmm. who's a terrific left tackle in place of uh, Jason Peters. Yeah. Um, we developed um, Alex Singleton, who's having a terrific year in the linebacker spot. Yeah. Um, we developed – we're trying to develop Jalen Hurts. I know it's too early to say, hey, you know, we developed this kid. So – yeah. So, it's not development issues here. I I think it's the right pieces that that fits around um, the team. Yeah. Well, so, I think I think development is an interesting term because I don't know if it's as much as in house as it is outside. I think it's more so on the player in terms of development because each team and organization, whether it's basketball or you know any sport. It's really going to be what you do in the off season, and then you come prepared. And if you're not, if you're not prepared for the season, and you know you're a little slower than you were last year, then guess what? There's going to be a younger guy that is going to be there, a, a faster guy, a guy that runs better routes, um, hits the ball better, makes makes shots. That's going to be there and take your spot. So I think it, uh, the development. I don't know if there's development necessarily. Of course, you have coaches and and practice, but I think it's more so the scheme and this is the practice. So you got to be able to do this or else we're going to have a guy. So I think the development falls on the players. And now what is Carson Wentz doing in the offseason? What's Jalen Hurts? What are all these guys doing in the offseason to spare themselves? Well, it looks like Jordan Maialata has seriously been working, and his own development has been really good, as we can see. So it's the player themselves that wants – so it depends on the player of the develop, development. Well, that's just, that's just my own theory yeah. of it. I just think that – you know, when the season ends, because yeah, if you're working right after the season, then guess what? You're going to develop better if you're yeah, working with the right people. Yeah, that's very interesting what, what you're saying because I think it makes sense 
with the Eagles. Because with Carson Wentz in, there's problems. Mm-hmm. Then when you subtract him out of the starting lineup and you, and you put in another quarterback, the offense just clicks. Right. Everyone clicks. Yeah. Um, but before I get into analyzing the Cardinals game, I want to um, cover Carson Wentz a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if if Carson Wentz does get traded, um, I'm hearing a first-round pick out of him. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't see that at all. I don't yeah. see – I agree. I don't see um, the team getting a first-round pick out of Carson Wentz. He needs to um, – even though he's on a bad contract and it's going to take a cap hit, if the Eagles choose to uh, cut him, I'm not saying they're going to mm-hmm. cut him, but if right. they choose to go that route, um, yeah. it's going to be a huge cap yeah. hit, and I don't think they want to do that. Mm-hmm. But the guy, I I think, it, I think the only way this team is going to get a first round pick mm-hmm. is if we trade Carson Wentz to um, Indianapolis Colts, simply because the head coach Frank Reich like used to be mm-hmm. Carson Wentz's mentor um, here for two years, 2016 and 2017. Of course, 2017 was Carson Wentz's ma- magical year. Yeah. Um, do you think? Um, by the way, I think this this um, trade will simply um, simply it. If a team is generous, they will give us a third round pick. To me, yeah. if the team is not generous, I think we're going to get a fourth or a fifth round pick out of this guy. Yeah, well, you know, once you start to get to the fourth, fifth, after all that's that Wentz has done, I don't know if there's necessarily a trade that's going to happen. A trade that that would even happen, and, and I think you look at the Colts. Uh, you got to remember they gave up a they gave up their first round pick last year uh, to get a, a defensive tackle. Eric Armstead. Or, I'm sorry, not Eric Armstead. Uh, DeForest Buckner. I'm pretty sure. One of those two guys. Who? It's, it's slipping my mind. Who's having a, a terrific yeah, season, yeah. and he got a Poobal t- snub, and yeah. he got cheated out of that. Yeah, is that Buckner? I'm pretty sure it's yes. Buckner. Yeah, so they gave up uh, first-round picks. So, again, will, will the Colts give up back-to-back first-round picks? Probably not. But... I think right now Wentz's his stock is, is is so low that it'd be very hard to get a first round pick. Obviously, you know what he can do. He's a very talented player, very high ceiling still. Um, but right now, a first round pick would be tough. But now in the you know, but after a second round pick though, see, I think Wentz is the whole thing is tricky because it's really too early to say right now with everything going on. I think let's see what happens in the off season with him. You know. Yeah, and. Or another, um, or another um, package could be if you want a first round pick um, coming back, you could put Zach Ertz in that package. Right. Yeah. Because Zach Ertz is, I think, is having a a good two weeks. Right. You know, since coming back, he did well against Saints, and he opened up that offense very well. Yeah, against the Cardinals. Um, but let's dig into a little bit more of the uh, Cardinals game. Okay. Um, so 
Jalen Hurts, um, we know he's a dangerous runner. You know, he, he's a dangerous running when when he runs with the ball. But the two plays that I like are um, a running play and a passing play that he extended. Um, running play is when it, it was first and goal, and he just ran it in, but he he broke a tackle, and then he dove it. Yeah, no, that was a great play. Um, I think that was a extended play. Because first he ran and then he broke a tackle. Yeah. It, it, it was almost like not loss of yards because obviously it's not, yeah. but he extended the play, and that's that's how I wa- want to see wanted wanted to see Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um. But yeah. what did you think of that that play? What what did you um think? Like, did you um, think um, yeah. Did you think Jalen Hurts made a right decision? Well, I mean, he scored the touchdown, so yeah, you know, can't blame him for that. I thought that was a great play. Showed off some toughness there on the one, putting your shoulder down and uh, getting that touchdown. And I think you know that just speaks to uh, the different, you know, maybe maybe uh, what. The NFL is turning into now, you know, less of the pocket passing quarterbacks and more to the guys that can uh, extend the plays and get out of the pocket. You know, your Kyler Murray's, your uh, Lamar Jackson's. Um, Jalen Hurts is just the next guy that, that falls into that. You know, he was obviously a great player at Oklahoma, and we saw that he scored 20 rushing touchdowns his senior year. So we, we know what he can do. I think the question was um, his throwing ability, maybe his deep, deep passing ability. Um, so I, I guess we'll see how that comes out. And then again, I don't know if you're going to talk about the, uh, the passing play where the ball was dropped, picked it up, rolled out and got, yeah, that's my, ne- yeah, yeah. No, fantastic my ne- play. Fantastic play. Yeah. Like he, he, he knows the game, um, better than Carson Wentz right now. Obviously I'm not ripping Carson, his, his IQ, obviously his, his ability to be a competitor and Jalen Hurst being a competitor are mm-hmm. are the same, but it's the way he knows the game. Right, he's been on a better platform. Yeah, he played on two two top top stages in college, college Alabama and Oklahoma. Yes, he did. And um, I think I think he's yes, he used did. to it. He's comfortable. He's not rushing the ball. Um, he doesn't get get scared. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Get antsy with the ball, um, um. With, with that ball, that that dropped, he looked so calm and um comfortable outside of the pocket, and he didn't wash it. He threw it to Zachers, and it was a perfect, accurate throw. Mm-hmm. Um, but another. Another incident is when in the first quarter they started off slow. Um, they were two miss plays: uh, the Miles Sanders run and the Quiz Watkins. Um, Quiz Watkins messed up on a play. Yeah. His route running wasn't good. He, he was supposed to sneak through Dallas Goddard, but 
it was bad blocking, and plus he s- slipped up. He didn't know the routes, and Jalen Hurts just threw it, and and the blocking was perfect after that, and Quez Watkins um, scored for a touchdown. Um, give me your insight of that of that moment. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I guess it was. Trying to remember, I wish I could go back and watch it. I think it was maybe a, a simple bubble screen um, that you know. I guess he was supposed to cut back inside, didn't have the blockers, made some sort of uh, maybe it was a, a one eighty turn, and then we really saw the speed. That is why he, a guy like him, was was even drafted to begin with. Um, you know, Quez Watkins coming out of Southern um, uh, Southern Miss. Uh, is a guy that, you know, uh, I'm not even sure what conference they play in, whether it's Conference USA or uh, the Sun Belt. But again, a conference that's not Power 5, a school that you're not going to not gonna be on the radar. And his speed, as you saw, he outran all those tournament defenders. And then I add, pro bowlers by the likes of uh, Buda Baker. You know, he got off that sideline. I was quite impressed with, with, with that speed. But again, the blocking was, was actually great on that play once the blockers were out. Uh, uh, we're out ahead of them. And I think uh, Jordan Mailata, I mean, really nothing but, but good stuff to say about him so far. Um, he, he seems like he's he's learning very fast and, and that he could be a, a potential a Pro Bowl uh, tackle in this league in a couple of years. Yeah, I, uh, I 100, 100% agree. Um, with Jalen Hurts, um, to you, what is one word that you describe Gila um, Hurts? Uh, one word. So I think adaptability would be a great word to use for Jalen. Um, just because, you know, he's sort of getting thrown in with the Sharks here. Um, you know, he's never had a, a start in his career, and, and he's going to start against the Saints and the Cardinals are going to be his first two starts. And, you know, you talk about winning over a locker room, you know, a guy like Carson Wentz, he's already been there. He's had it for for half the year. So I think adaptability is great because, you know, the on-field play is one thing. You know, he's been able to adapt uh, almost perfectly. But I think uh, when you talk about the locker room and sort of behind the the scenes, I think that's sort of more important uh, to look at. So I think adaptability would be a good word to use. Yeah, I um, 100% agree. You need a quarterback that can play, but also um, have relationships with the with their with the players, um, connect with them, um, and most importantly, you need to have um, trust with your head coach because you can see with um, Carson Wentz. Um, he d- didn't trust – I might be using the word trust in a wrong place, but the word trust is a huge um, word to pay attention to um, because Doug Peterson changed the way Carson Wentz played simply because he got injured and he was more conservative with – Carson Wentz because he didn't want to um, hurt Carson Wentz, but it actually affected Carson Wentz even more. 
and that's that's why the the trust is not working. That's what I don't know what it is. The connection isn't there, and that, that that's why I believe if Doug Peterson is the coach next season, somebody has to go. Like there's a two way street. You know, it if you if the head coach stays, right. your your starting quarterback that's that's struggling has to go. I understand the contract is going to be a the hard part of moving him, but figure it out. Move right. that contract. Um, if you get a third round pick out of him, I'm happy with that. Yeah, you know. But the one word that I describe Jalen is um, hope because simply because um, he we energize this football team in a huge huge way. You're yeah. seeing a player like Austin Jeffrey. I understand the two plays that he ran was not called for pass interference. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that. But Austin Jeffrey, after that, opened up the field. He caught the ball. He had a had a huge part of the offense yeah. two, two days ago. And you're, you're seeing guys like Zach Ertz. Um, coming back from injury, um, being able to have chemistry with Jalen Hurts, having a huge part, and and that now I'm hearing Deshaun Jackson might be returning this weekend, but not likely. He might be making it to the last last game. Yeah. Um, but maybe you're seeing um a guy like Deshaun Jackson opening up that feel a lot more and maybe drafting a guy like Deshaun Jackson that can open the open up the field a lot more in the draft mm-hmm. or signing yeah. a guy in free agency that can do the same thing. Because yeah. Deshaun Jackson is not going to return to the Eagles next year. Yeah. So by me saying um hope, um yeah, you're see- seeing Jalen Hurts open up the field a lot more with his ability to run, his ability to be making smart plays. Um, but we're but I got a um, interview from Jalen Hurts um, on the game uh, against the Cardinals. Start two, go for you compared to, to start one, and, and what are the plays that you're going to be thinking about as you, as you sort of lament the loss? You know, I look back on this game and I think about it, it's simply not being enough. Um, it's simply not being enough. You know, we're, we're, we're a good enough team where we control our own destiny. Um, go out there and left money on the table, missed opportunities and self-inflicted wounds. And... Um, I could care less to hear any of the young stuff, second start stuff, rookie stuff. Um, you know, we have a standard we want to play to. I personally have a standard I want to play to. And um, you just got to find a way to get it done. It's definitely a learning experience. But um, it's something that we can definitely learn from. Um, it's definitely. You know, he explains um, the game right there. He knows that this game wasn't his best game. He knows this wasn't the team's best game. He knows that he needs to improve. 
um, on his game. And, um, Dan, what does he mean by we left money on the table? Yeah, no, he's talking about how uh, the Sixers most certainly could have won that game. And I, and I love that interview from him. You know, he's talking about, I don't care about this being my second starter, being, being a rookie. You know, he's talking about the franchise of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I just want to say that, um, you know, I don't care, you know, that people are saying, yeah, you know, I'm excited for this top 10 pick. You know, that's never been Philadelphia. Philadelphia will win at all costs. Uh, we want to beat. We'll take the playoffs. I don't even care if it's the first round exit. We will always take the playoffs over any pick because it's this is Philadelphia. You know, this isn't Detroit or, or Orlando or Sacramento. You know, we this is this is a legitimate franchise here in Philadelphia, a great franchise, and you know we're never going to settle for those, you know, for those picks there. So I think it's uh, I think it's good what he said. Uh, money on the table. There's there's always money on the table. Yeah, and there's another part of what he said about I'll play up to my standard. You know, he knows that he has to push himself in in a city like this. Um, because if you don't play well, the fans will let you know. Of course, there's no fans mm-hmm. at the stadium, but he knows in the back of his mind that he's hearing that cheer from like two years ago. And he knows if he doesn't do well, he's going to hear something negative. Yeah. So he knows that he needs to play. And I meant you mentioned something off air about tanking. You know, there's not a tanking um, city. There's not a tanking organization to just tank like that. Right. You know, so he knows that he needs to be competitive. And he, by him saying, oh, yeah, I don't – I don't want to hear about all that rookie stuff. You know, he knows that he needs to step up. He knows that he needs to improve. Right. And th- that's what I like. Yeah. But um, the US Sixers played um, their last preseason game last Friday. Um, and I saw a lot of improvements um, in this new look offense under Doc Rivers, um, I I saw um, a, a lot of players from the roster last year um, struggling struggling mightily under um, Brett Brown, um, Shake Milton. Um, he was good last year, but he was struggling. Um, Debye's Harris. Um, we, he struggled the most. He was affected by the way he was playing under Brett Brown. Um, I'm seeing a lot of improvements by him in, in the training camp and the preseason game. Mike Scott, Furcon, those guys were under Brett Brown, and they were struggling under him, and now they are doing well in preseason. Yeah. And you're seeing the new additions getting off to a um, slow start, but – I'm not worried about Seth Curry or Danny Green. But um, with the preseason games, what did you see that improved mightily from the players under Brett Brown and now they're playing under Doc Rivers? Yeah, well, I think when you bring in a guy like Doc Rivers, you know, you're bringing in a big name. So I think uh, 
you know, maybe people uh, during, you know, team meetings, those first couple weeks, maybe their backs were a little straighter, you know, they're, uh, you know, they were more attentive, you know, because th- that's what happens when you bring in not, not only a new coach, but a legend in, in, uh, in Doc Rivers. So I think maybe he's pushing them a little harder. I, I like the uh, the improvements I saw uh, from Furcon. Um, he's he looks a lot bigger. Looks like he put on some weight. Um, he's got a lot more fluidity to his game. Uh, Mike Scott apparently um, has uh, has done his own little. You know, after a pretty, I would say a, a pretty bad season from him last year, he seems to have gotten his act together and getting that form back to uh, the uh, 2018. Uh, team so he looks good and I think with uh, Curry and, and Green like you said yeah you don't you don't got to worry about those guys those guys are 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 pretty much what uh, Daryl Morey said was um, you know we're gonna let uh, Simmons and Embiid uh, be our guys uh, in the paint you know we're gonna let those guys get free reign to uh, drive into the basket and guess what if uh, they can't Danny Green Seth Curry Furcon guys like that we're just gonna have them uh, sit at the three-point line, so uh, they can, uh, you know, shoot those shots. They can uh, get those kick-out passes when those drives, uh, you know, turn out to, uh, you know, be a dead-end drive. So I think I think they'll be all right. I think they'll probably shoot, um, you know, somewhere in the uh, 33%, 34% of the, both of them. Maybe uh, Seth Curry a little bit higher, but Danny Green, I saw him last year. I, I think, you know, as you start to get older, uh, the decline, of course. but um, you know, I, I think Danny Green will still uh, still hit from a pretty high percentage uh, from three. So I like it. I like it so far. Um, yeah, I I um the one the one player that I would like to um discuss is um Shake Milton. This kid is having a tremendous camp, um, and had a t- tremendous um preseason games, um. What did you like of his game that you you noticed that improved the most in those two preseason games? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a matter of improvement. I think as Sixer fans, we're used to guys like Ben Simmons not shooting. Um, you know, maybe guys not. You know, we're we're really not used to seeing a lot of three pointer shot. I think the thing I like about Shake Milton is, you know, he's got a certain grit to him. He he's he's bold. He, he shoots a lot of shots. Um, I like that about him. You know, even if necessarily maybe he's not hitting, uh, he'll still take those shots, which is what which is what you want to see. And it ends up paying off for him. Um, but I, I, I really like Shake Mill, and I think he's poised to have a, a good season. So let's see what Doc Rivers does with him in the rotation, whether he's 6, 7, or 8. Uh, we'll see. But I, I think he's going to get, you know, uh, a solid, you know, 18 18 minutes, probably maybe in the 15 to 18 minute range uh, per game. And I'm excited. I think he's, I think he's a good player. He's gritty. And, um, I think, I think he can seriously give you double digits off the bench, which is, uh, which is what you need. Yeah. And then the bench, uh, struggled mightily last year. Um, in the preseason game, I understand it's preseason, but, um, I think preseason is preseason games are very important to see what guys can play and what, what guys can't. Um, and Mike Scott, Furkan, Shake had had points off the bench, and the bench scored 57 points 
last Friday against the Pacers. That's that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, that's what but, you want to say. But let's go back to Shake. This is an interview um post game live after the Pacers game. This is what he had to say about his game. Jake, uh, how much, I, I guess, like, obviously you look really confident tonight. I think that's the thing to me that stood out with your game tonight. How much did the experience of last season and you coming on so uh, so much at the end of the year, how much has that kind of bled into this season and how you're feeling right now? Um, I think, you know, just the more the more reps you have and, you know, the more you get to play, um, the more comfortable you're able to get. You know, you start figuring out what works, uh, what doesn't work, what angles you can take, and, um, I mean, the more experience you get, the, the easier it is you feel out there. What, what do you think from his uh, comment? It, it, it's not too much. He's saying, you know, you need to be comfortable w- with your game. You need to be confident. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like of uh, this kid. He wants to improve. Um, what did you uh, like from Shake? Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that answer. You know, the the reps thing is right. You know, if if you're taking more reps, if you're getting more minutes on the court, you're going to be able to um, have less of those cold streaks, you know, we talk about. And that's why I think Shake Milton is, um, you know, that's why I think he's really coming into his own right now. He, he's, he's right. He's getting those reps. He, he got a lot of minutes last year towards the end, especially with Ben being out last year during that play, uh, playoff series. And, a little bit before, but you know he's right about that. So I, I think he's going to do. Uh, I think he's gonna do yeah, and um, real quick, um, Seth Curry. You know he, he we brought him in to improve on the modern day era of basketball of shooting threes. Right. Um, we had a problem with spacing last year. He, you bring in a guy like Danny Green. Seth Curry, and now Shake is improving on his game. There's so much spacing that we have, and Seth Curry, um, like I said before, he helps Joel Embiid the most. I know it he helps out Ben, but the most is Joel Embiid. That that this is this is what he had to say about the Pacers um, game and how. He needs to improve. The first two preseason games, what's your focus going into Wednesday in terms of an area to improve or something to sharpen? What's your what's your top goal going into Wednesday? Uh, I think just the same mindset I've had all preseason, which is or all training camp and preseason, which is just finding ways to uh, help our offense with spacing and, and try finding areas to get my shots. I know as long as I can find um, consistent ways to to get good looks for myself, then that'll help the offense and and I'll shoot the ball well. So um just trying to get used to playing with the guys and get used to our spacing and just uh, make it a work in progress every time we step on the floor to somehow find a way to get better. There you have it. it he's not used to the the way the uh, spacing is in Philadelphia, but but he can definitely help the team out. What 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 is your takeaways of this? Of what Seth Curry had to say. Well, I mean, Seth 
Seth Curry's right about that. You know, um, there was such a lack of spacing last year. You know, you really didn't have the guys that could consistently shoot that that outside shot, that outside three ball. We didn't have that, so it was it's great to uh, it, it's great that we now have guys like Seth Curry and Danny Green that can space the floor. You know, and they can they can sit out there. They can literally sit out there on offense. Let let uh let Joel and Ben do their thing and um and and, and they can really th- this offense can really open up a lot. I think the spacing includes a lot. Now now you might say Danny Green's a lot older. He had a severe uh drop in his three point percentage last year and then and then Seth Curry. You know say what you want about these guys, but these guys, you know, have always been uh very good three point shooters, whether, you know, Danny Green drops off or Seth Curry. He, he's not where he was playing last year. That That is what it is. These guys can shoot the ball. They're weathered veterans, and I think the spacing is going to – I think Wednesday night we're going to see a lot of good stuff out of the team. Uh, speaking of Wednesday night um, against Washington, um, what is – what are your expectations um, for uh, tomorrow night? Um, what, what, what are you expecting from Joel Embiid and – the stars of the team? Well, I think that we're going to have possibly, you know, I think from an Embiid, you want to, you want to get him back to where he was having those consistent 30 and 10 games. Um, I think Embiid will will probably be up there tomorrow night. I think Embiid will, will probably lead the scoring, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if that wasn't the case either, I, I think a part of me is saying, well, I think Embiid and Simmons might not even be the leading scorers tomorrow. And maybe um, Tobias has a big game or Danny Green or Seth Curry gets super hot and they hit four or five threes. Um, but I think I got to go back to the roots of it. I think we're going to see um, Embiid do what he usually does. Maybe scores 25 and 12, um, you know. And I think the greatest thing, I think the the best signing wasn't wasn't any any of those guys that we've talked about. I think the best signing is going to end up being um, Dwight Howard, just because now we finally have a, a big man that can give you very solid rebounding and defense and just and toughness right off the bench when Embiid's not in there. And, and that can that can potentially help Embiid himself. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, he helps him. Um, you know, because you're not scared to take Embiid out. You know you're going to get solid minutes out of Howard. And he's also going to help the offense as well. Speaking of minutes, um, what do you think the starting lineup will look like uh, tomorrow night? And we are hearing about a 10-man rotation. Uh, what do you think that will look like uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, so I think the starting lineup um, – and again, just to go back uh, to your previous question, just real quick, um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't know necessarily uh, what your what your lineup is in questions right there. If you're going to talk about the Wizards at all and what uh, what they pose as as threats necessarily, do you have that as a question? I know I don't, but I know. Okay. It's... Let me let me answer your first question first. I think the lineup is obviously going to be Simmons and Bead. Um. And then um, Doc Rivers, right now, probably not that high on Thibault. And I think we're probably going to see some similar preseason things where uh, 
of course, Tobias, uh, Embiid, and Sims are, of course, going to start. They're your big money players. And then I think we're going to see um, Green and Curry, just like we did in the preseason, the start at least. And then I think maybe uh, one of one of two of those guys, one of one of those two free agents we brought in, maybe gets cold. I think a guy like Danny Green is a guy that we're going to see a little bit, possibly more off the bench, or even a guy like Seth Curry off the bench as the season grows on. But I think uh, we stick with um, that right now. Now, 10-man rotation. Um, probably, yeah. Uh, I don't know how the minutes breakdown is going to be. Probably a guy like Tyrese Maxey maybe what, might, not, what might not be in that rotation to begin the season. What do you – at the be- beginning, what do you – do you think he will get a few minutes, you know, get out there, t- t- get a taste of the pros a little bit? Um, he looked poised in his first two preseason games mm-hmm. while the – Two preseason games this year. Yeah, um, he, he looked poised. The way he um, controlled the ball, um, the quickness—the quickness I think can be dangerous for opponents, but it can be a negative for Tyrese Maxey because you see Tyrese Maxey busting the ball, and you see Dwight Howard saying, "Oh yeah, s- s- slow down. Yeah, you need to slow down a little bit." Um, he has. He has that talent of matureness, like we said about Jalen Hurts, and that sets mm-hmm. him apart from everybody else in the way he switches the lane, uh, throws up the ball. Um, what do you think of him? Do you think he's going to have potentially have potentially can be groomed to be in the in the in the bench rotation in the middle of the year? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't speak to the middle of the year. I saw him in preseason. You're right. He he is very quick. He he looks a lot like a guy like Darren Fox. He's got he's got great speed. I think he is a little too raw right now. And when I think of the rotation, I think of maybe ten. It, it could it, it probably will there probably will be a ten. But I'm looking at more of like a four. Um, maybe a, a four guy. Four guys off the bench, um, sort of deal. Because I look at Maxi, he's very raw still, you know. So maybe garbage time. But I, I'm looking at Furcon is going to be big off the bench. Shake Milton big off the bench. Dwight Howard big off the bench. Uh, Mike Scott. I think those three guys right there that are going to be your your top three guys. I think Furcon's poised to have a, a really big season. Dwight. Um and. Uh, who am I missing? What did I just say? Oh, yeah. and uh, and Mike Scott. I, I think that'll probably be it. I think Maxi right now probably not looking at uh, too many minutes right now. Probably garbage time minutes, I would say. What's your um, final prediction of tomorrow night? Who do you think is going to win? Um. Well, I'm not sure what the spread on the game is. I always like to do uh, sort of. Betting lines, maybe I can uh, pull it up real quick. But um, I will say that, um, again, you know, look, you look at this Wizards team, I predict that the Wizards could be, uh, honestly, as high as a 5 eight, eight. Honestly, as high as a 5. I think they could sneak in as a 5, 6, or 7. Um, I, I really think that Russell Westbrook, I think that they can thrive that much with Russell and... and um, real quick. 
What does the Sixers need to do to uh, keys of the game? What do you think they need to do to stop Russell Wilson? I mean, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal because those two guys can be dangerous. Oh, can be dangerous. Um, Real quick, um, the spread is seven and a half in. Oh, okay, it is in Philadelphia. Seven and a half uh, for the Sixers. Uh, they're giving Philly seven and a half. And uh, Hashimura is out for the Wizards. But keys to the game to stop these guys. Don't forget they have a, a man by the name of, and he got $80 million this year, a man by the name of Davis Bertans who, has, uh, who shot one of the highest percentages from three. Uh, dang near 40%, but I think Russell stopped the ball. Stopped the ball because we know we would uh, – he can do in transition, of course. He's a lot like Simmons. What they say about Simmons, stop the ball. Because if not, he's going to run up and down the floor on you. He still can. A lot of people talk about Russell Westbrook. About He's nowhere where he was in Oklahoma City. You're right, but he's still probably still one of the fastest players, if not top two fastest players in the game. So you got to stop the ball. Now with Beal, he's going to be tough because – if he gets hot, Sixers could be in trouble. And we know the Sixers really struggle with um, stopping these stars. We, the Sixers, uh, especially under Brett Brown, tended to give up a lot of points to star guards. Okay, Bradley Beal is going to be tough. I think Bradley Beal and Russell, probably if you can hold them to under, um, I mean, it's going to be tough. But if you can hold then to under 45 points combined, you're probably going to win the game. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, I That's yeah, that's good analysis. Um, real quick, we got under two minutes, but I would like to discuss about the James Harden. Oh, yeah. Um, I know James, the James Harden, the Sixers um, were in talks about trading um, for James Harden. Um, Daryl Morey expressing – a lot that he doesn't want to let let up Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. But now, um, James Harden, hearing rumors, I mean, hearing a lot of talks that he's a troubled, troubled teammate right now. What do you think? Yeah, real quick, uh, we only have a little bit of time left. A lot of people might shoot me down for this, but I've been saying it, and, and a lot of people are going to hate it. But I love Ben Simmons. I love Joel Embiid. I love, um, I love that combination. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, if the Sixers seriously wanted to actually be serious about winning, um, you got to trade for Harden now. Wait for Harden's stock to go down because I don't want to see them trade Simmons for Harden because it would just be so lopsided. But I think you need to trade. Um, for Harden, and I think you need to do it by any means necessary besides Embiid and Simmons. Um, and guess what? The future is probably not going to be good because you have to give up a lot of first-round picks. You're going to have to give up probably Maxi or Thibel along with Harris. It's going to be a, a big haul, but I think the Sixers need to do everything in their power. Do not trade Simmons and get Harden to win a title in Philadelphia. I, I disagree with you that they're – because the maturity 
that James Harden is holding right now is accountability. He doesn't have accountability. Um, but I'll explain more. Um, but I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye.